This is a main hustle media podcast. Welcome to Blurred Comics, a podcast about blackness and blurred shit from a couple of... <laughs> Why are you laughing the whole time? Because I changed? Because <laughs> you're, all, you're all like... I just, yeah, just a second you get into your podcast. Well, I just love it's, it. It's the voice. I have to do that. Because <laughs> we're all... You know, what it is is that I'm just... We're talking and talking. And then I'm like, yeah, welcome yeah. to podcast. You know what I mean? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Appreciate it. I need it's, to laugh. It, yeah, there you go. It's a, it's an ASRM for the people out there, or is it ASMR or one of them shits? Um, <laughs> well, see, I mess it up because ASRM is like assisted something. It's reproductive stuff that I deal with at work. Mm-hmm, ASMR mm-hmm. is like the stuff that, that the sound ear, thing that yeah. people like or yeah. like people who watch videos of people eating pickles and shit people that love listening to me say you know what i mean like that like <laughs> i don't get it but you know i got the misophonia so i can't listen to a whole lot of weird sound there's a woman at work like smacking yes shit. <laughs> yes there's a woman at work who chews gum and she'll call me on the phone so that we don't have to you know, so we could social distance and she mm-hmm. just smacks her gum the entire time. And I found out that it's nicotine gum and she ain't oh. smoked cigarettes in like 15 years, oh. but she's been chewing that gum. It oh, is I, so, oh, I can't, hi. I can't, I can't. Hi, mine. She's from cannot. Jersey? No, I'm <laughs> I cannot, it's too much for me. I can't handle it. Oh, all right. It's, it's so, uh, the year 2020 uh, could go fuck itself. Um, it has done another turn for the worst. I thought like literally, I thought like I was like, shit, we got through July mm-hmm. with no real crazy shit. And then, you know I mean? Then the double hurricanes hitting Houston and hitting all down there. I was like, okay. I mean, that's a little weird, but that's not, out of the norm. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we've been fucking with the earth. So, I mean, I, I could see that coming. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, you know, I'm sitting there in Utah, I had to go to Utah because beans had a tournament out there. Um, and so I'm just sitting there and, and I get to text man. And I'm like, so you really? did, I, you were the one, I was the one who told you. Yeah. I was like, really? What the fuck? And I, it, you know, and it's weird because I had to, 
I had to, t- um, you know, like verify. Yeah. You know, because you want to be like, nah, that's some bullshit. If I don't find it somewhere else, that's yeah. some bullshit. And I, you know, I was hoping. You know, it's like one of those things. Yeah. Like I'm just hoping and hoping, and hoping. Like, nah, that was some shit. Somebody, you know, Someone got fucking around somebody, with this. Yeah, somebody got yeah. it fucked up. So yeah. the way I saw it was uh, Byron posted it on the the Gulf Coast Cosmos page, like, and I I instantly went. I was like, why did he do that? Like, that was my first reaction. I was like, why would he do that? And then I went to verify it. And then I just went like, (gasps) like I gasped so loud and then hysterically started crying. Um, And Tree was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I'm sitting there choking the words out. Like Chadwick Boseman died of colon cancer. And, and that was a wrap on the night. Like, and then my phone started to blow up. Like I started getting text messages of people who know how I feel about Chadwick, who know I feel I feel about the Black Panther movie in particular, I guess. And and like one friend, I haven't spoken to him in like a almost a year, and he texted me. He's like, I don't know if I hope I'm not the person to tell you this, but I know how you feel, so you should know Chadwick Boseman died or whatever. Like that's what kind of messages I was getting, and I. I mean, like I was telling you a little bit before we got started, like hearing about his death was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Like any kind of resiliency I felt like I had been building back up over the last few months crashed all the way through. I just haven't been able to like come back much at all. Like I have these little bursts of normal moments or whatever and then i instantly think like why am i laughing right now chadwick boseman is dead which is so fucking like i don't know the man like the fact that i'm taking it this personal to the degree that like people who are also sad about it are like sending me comforting messages because they can tell how messed up i am and it's (laughs) fucked up like it's so wrong to feel this way i i you know Everybody and and you know what I'm saying. Growing up, I've never been. I mean, I you know, I, I, my dad was a asshole most of the time, most of the time, and we've talked about this. But <laughs> he, I mean, he at least um, allowed me to have my emotions and me to be able to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's never been like. Why are you crying? I'm gonna give. You, well, I've heard that part of it, but well, yeah. you know, well, why are you crying? I'll give you some <laughs> yeah. that part. But also, you know, what I'm saying to be able to deal with your emotions, and I think that with this, it don't it. This, this was a changing point for us because we never really saw. I mean, like growing up, you never really saw anybody that was black in in comics, right? Yeah. We related to the beast character yeah. we related to these characters that were you know what i mean subsequently because of what x-men was they yeah. you know represented people of color because they but, were oppressed we could look at ourselves in them right and and but with when we when and i know this was with you is that when you saw it on the big screen mm-hmm. and you were like it, it it just made by black people with our people on the screen, mm-hmm. you know, a person that exemplified what you would want a black, like his life was like 
what yeah. you would want Black Panther to be. Like, up until then, I was only kind of softly aware of him. Like, I knew about 42 and, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. Like, I thought, you know, he's a good actor or whatever. But when he showed up, I mean, even going back to Civil War, when he shows up for the first time in Civil War, like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, this guy this guy's doing it. But then when I'm sitting in that theater for the first night and I went to, I went to the Chinese Grauman theater in Hollywood to watch it um, on the first night. Cause I wanted, I wanted a turnout night and I knew it was going to be a turnout night there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, almost the entire theater was filled with black folks. People were dressed to the fucking nines and we were united in our joy the entire time and i like even in watching the movie that first time i was crying like a fucking baby from excitement and happiness and just all those black people on screen and black joy and a black woman's bare feet and you know like there were so many elements on it that things that i know are left out of movies or left out of things and and also the just the energy of the crowd too like i'll never have an experience like that again even if i've been waiting for a movie that's coming out you know like even if there's something i'm really excited about it'll never match the way that first screening of black panther was for me and then i continue to go back over and over again sometimes multiple times a day and and i saw in the theaters eight times the most recent time i saw it was with you when we went to Mm -hmm. that screening where ryan kugler um did the q a uh from a distance i guess long distance q a (laughs) and then like I've watched this movie so many times over the last couple of years. Um, and I've, t- I've told people about this. I don't know if I've talked about it on this show, but I, the reason why I went to film school was because of The Godfather. I was so obsessed with The Godfather movie. I wanted to be able to make movies like that. And I wanted to be like the mixed version of Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. And I watched The Godfather like every weekend. I watched The Godfather Saga, which was the nine hour and 14 minutes chronologically cut version of it constantly. And over the last over 20 years or so, I probably watched that movie into a thousand, you know, wow. somewhere in the thousand. Right, right, right. I'm pretty sure I've bypassed that with <laughs> Black Panther. With Black Panther. I mean, I'm not 100 percent sure, but like I watch it so frequently in these last two years that um when I was crying the night that he died and mind you, like it's been four or five days. I've I've pretty much cried every single day, multiple times a day since, but that first night um, I was hysterical at first. And then I kept apologizing to Tristan. Cause I was like, this must look crazy that I'm like this emotional over as uh, an actor or whatever. And he was like, it makes sense that you're feeling this way. I don't remember exactly how he put it, but it was something like this man has been living on your TV screen every day. You know, practically. So you feel like he's in your house. You feel like he's with you all the time. And then now he's gone. Um, And it's not just like what he did in Black Panther. It is that he's played such significant characters. It's that he lives his life a certain way that he was always about the empowerment and the promotion of black people. Um, right. You know, even until his last few months, he's been working as an activist group that is promoting black um, people in production, Right. you know, here in Hollywood. Also last year when I was working for that, for the rape center, he was one of the fund, the funders of the rape center in Santa Monica to protect women, to help get them reestablished after uh, in their lives after a violent and traumatic event. So like, these are things like he was doing that you wouldn't have to, like the world wasn't knowing he was doing it. 
I would have only found out because I was working in the office and I saw him on the list of, of the major donors, you know? Right. And then I think he got brought into it from Angela Bassett and things like that. So like, you know, he was doing all this good stuff in real life and to find out all that time he had been diagnosed with colon cancer and he was, I guess like to quote the line from Hamilton about why do you write like you're running out of time? Like he was acting like he was running out of time. Running because out of time. Right. 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 And I mean, I, it, and it was one of those things where like you then like, like I said, it's like he lived the life that you wanted. Like I, have you ever loved somebody and then when they, when you lose them, you don't, you want to be, like I like it makes me and it sounds like you saying like it sounds stupid to, to cry and I and I and I tell you is like look your relationship with him is a different relationship with me that I have with him you mm-hmm. know what I mean even though they're on different levels or whatever um mourn how you want to mourn yeah you know what I'm saying and let your let yourself deal with that um but it made me like say shit I am his age yeah Right. He's four days. He was born four days before I was. Right. I am his age. I am his age. I need to do something significant with my life. Mm, he has done so much in his I mean, he hasn't been on the scene but eight, nine, ten years, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And and when he came and when he came on the scene, like listen to the shit that like he did the he did, I think it was General Hospital. And they had him on there and they were like, Bro, this dude is good. Right. He ha- he did. Two, right. I think he did two two days and he was a guy that like held up somebody and he was like, you know, he caught he went into the to the to the um, directors and he was like, hey, what's like, what's not like, you know, not like actors are like, what's his motivation? But it was like, OK, well, what's the backstory for this character? Because they were kind of like thinking, like, we need to make this dude long term or something. Mm-hmm. And he was like. But what's the background? I mean, he's just, you know, it's, you know, uh, he you doesn't have a father a figure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so he was like, you know, and he was like, isn't that kind of stereotypical? Like the guy that you're making me play is very, you know, stereotypical. Just, I mean, it, it, he kept using that and that. And then they said, all right. So he went out and did his third day, best day he said that he had, you know what I'm saying? Just you know, cause he understood, he got it off his chest, like asking those questions. And then they, then he got the call from his agent talking about they were going to go a different way. And it's mm-hmm. like, I think at that, at that point, it kind of galvanized him and saying, look, I'm not going to play that guy anymore. And I'm not right. going to allow these people to say, you know what, that guy's good at his job, but we need, we need a Negro that's going to do what we tell him to do. Right. Compliance. Right. right. We need to just have somebody That'll play the nigga that we need on the show because that's the nigga we need. Not right. He's not the nigga that niggas need in the sense that we have this person that was out there not playing these bad characters, showing the world that you can play. And he was, you know, like, and, and I remember when he, um, when he got King Panther, or King Panther, when he got King Black Panther. Panther King, <laughs> it's not when inaccurate. He, <laughs> when he got Black Panther, I was like, oh my God, he is going to be the Jackie Robinson of MCU characters. Right. Because he was the Jackie Robinson of Jackie, you know, he played Jackie right, right. Robinson and then he played Thurgood and then he played. You know, and, and, Bra- done, and uh, people, James Bra- do you remember that joke where people were like, um, Chadwick 
Chadwick Boseman is so is the only actor talented enough to play Chadwick Boseman in the biopic about Chadwick Boseman. It's about himself. Exactly. <laughs> like, wow. He just it, it, and then he went to Saturday Night Live and did probably oh, the best black Jeopardy killed. ever. It was the first Black Jeopardy, I think, too. No, they I well. I don't know, but I, maybe it wasn't the first, but it was amazing because they do. Yeah, because I think that they do that. But but it was amazing. It was amazing. And, you know, and, and it was the king. You know, it was it was yeah. the king's. You know, He was himself. But we have to like I feel like I have to then like. Be at a different level, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we have to be at a different level. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but he did an episode of The Shop on HBO, which is like a sports. Um, and uh, LeBron. Uh, yeah, uh, produced by LeBron. And it's basically like the people that are at the top of their game in what they're doing. And they're they're asking each other questions about what it's like to be at the top. Um, and he was on it and you could already tell he was starting to get skinny at the time they recorded that and everything. Um, but again, we don't know that that's what he's going through. Yeah. But at one point he says. I was able to do some of the roles I was able to do because I said no at the, on some of the things I said no to like saying no, where he said no made him available for this great stuff that he has been able to do. And um, that hit really hard because it did make you realize, you know what? Yeah. He's not out there playing a stereotypical thug because even if he's playing a role that's involved in violence or drugs or whatever, whatever, there is a meaty story behind it, which is more like reality because like when I was growing up in Long Beach, not all those hoods were just terrible fucked up people. A lot of those hoods were taking care of their mom, you know, who was in a wheelchair at home or their little sisters or whatever. Like they were doing dirt because they had to look after their family because they, they weren't going to be able to do that at Popeye's or McDonald's in our neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? So like, I think Chadwick gave weight to the kind of characters that he played and because he refused to play a stereotype, he was able to become this like hero that we needed to see. And right. I know that people keep saying he wasn't the first black hero, superhero. We had Blade and stuff like that. All right. I love Blade for what it was, but Blade, number one, an anti-hero, not a regular superhero. And yep. I love my anti-heroes too. But again, that's <laughs> not what we're talking about when we're talking about Black Panther and the first superhero. Right. Um, number two, the social impact that Black Panther had on the world and continues to have blade wasn't doing that blade wasn't out there to make waves in terms of black superhero dumb or um, make some kind of commentary on the state of the world or anything like that it was it was just a half a vampire killing vampires that's what blade was in those movies blade is a little bit more complex and thicker in in the books but you know in the movie Mm -hmm. It was just about killing vampires, really. It wasn't a social commentary. It didn't have a big social impact. And him being Blade didn't open up the door for other Black people in superhero roles and things like that. Not not with the immediate impact. Whereas when you have Black Panther, which is almost an entirely Black cast with the exception of two white guys, one being the villain, one being a support character, not a white savior. Right. Um, directed by a black person, penned by a black person, executive produced by at least one black person in Nate Moore, where most of the people behind the camera were in key positions were black too. The story 
was a black story and it's something that was telling us showing us what an untouched uncolonized part of africa could be like right. and and on top of it we have a hero who is also a king which is a battle because like his father says to him it's hard to be a good man and a king you know and right. he was doing that he was he, he was had like, to learn nah. a few things but he was mm-hmm. doing that he was being a good man and he was being a king he just had to learn a few things to 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 achieve that goodness and um the social impact that that has on first of all not a day goes by you don't scroll through instagram at least i don't because the way i have my curated that i don't see some little boy in a black panther costume or some little girl in a shuri costume or a okoye costume you know like that many black people in strong roles affected and continues to affect us so when we say he's the first black superhero we really mean like he didn't he just wasn't a superhero on screen he was a superhero for us Right. You know, right. It was it, it, it was a whole it was. Yeah, it was a whole different it, it, like it opened up a whole world, like in a sense that if they wanted to, they could essentially do a movie in just that world with just them. Yeah, we could have World of Wakanda. We could have just, the intergalactic empire of Wakanda. Right. Like there's so many things that we can do now. And because it's also the first movie that's helmed by a black person and and starring an almost entire black cast that made a billion dollars around the globe like you can't tell us we won't turn out for something as long as you give us a story that makes sense to us you can't just put black people on a screen right and think we're all going to show up this this was meaningful for us you know yeah, that's why yeah. we showed up the way that we did and we yeah um, and, and 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 also i mean it it makes i mean it 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 opens up doors because Yes, it may, you know, because because of he, you know, it was so good and he was so good. It opens up door. It opens up doors for others to do other things mm-hmm. in different genres. You know, it it opens up doors for, uh, I mean, where you know where we wouldn't think to have, you know, like black led, you know, uh, scary movies and things like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you wouldn't think people would want to see that, but if you put the right people in the right places, they're always going to show out. And, you know, and that's, you know, and, and, and it also down the line, it actually helps other people, right? Yeah. Because they said, look, oh shit, black act, you know, black actors, black de- director, all that shit. All right. Then we got to have a captain. Let's, oh, cause Captain Marvel's coming. So how about, how about, because we did that for Black Panther, let's yeah. get a woman director. Let's get you know, a woman yeah. writers, let's get, you know what I mean? Okay. So we could do it for women. All right. So now let's do it for some Latinos. Let's do it. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, because of that, it opened up the doors for other people and we have to recognize that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything is. Ah, yeah. Cause however we feel about all of the Marvel movies and you know, I'm Marvel mani, so I'm always mm-hmm. going to be here. I'm always going to turn up for Marvel. Um, but Black Panther in particular is the heaviest weight of all the movies because it has the most impact. Like it just had the most impact, even though a bunch of us were all emotional at Endgame and Infinity War or whatever. All these movies are great, but this one was great and it was doing work and it continues to do work. It's, it's, it's just like, um, the gift that keeps on giving because mm-hmm. other opportunities do present itself through there. And I, I mean, I don't really want to speculate yet 
what um what's going to happen with with Black Panther 2 I I do hope that they go the Shuri route um right. because that's what they did in the books anyway and and it's just another opportunity to okay we did it for black men now let's do it for black women you know the, and that's, that's an element there I was going to you know and I was going to say that is that you know as much of an impact it that it had on beans just yeah. even even though you know what I'm saying she had it had an impact on her like when 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 he when he passed in um when he dusts in, in uh, what's it called War. infinity war that's the part that fucking killed her that's the yeah. part that made her like wait what yeah. and it was cuz it was so it was so like oh shit we black panther and all this shit and then and then yeah. fucking that came out and then she was just like we were don't all you fucking that take one. that remember don't you fucking don't take you that fucking from dare. me <laughs> don't you fucking dare yeah but you know um but you know if they are able to do that and then go the sherry route i really think that that will then have the impact that it has on black women in which yeah. i feel as though as I just said, all of those things like the black, you know, a black movie opens it up for women. But I always feel like in industries, black women are the last. Yeah. Even though, yeah. you know what I mean? Even though it goes black and then we, I would say women and then some, you know, people of color, some Latinos yeah. and all of that type of stuff. I feel as though black There's women. There's a trajectory. It's yeah. white men and then black men, white women, and then probably like native american asian women kind of first and then you know in terms of like the order in which people got the vote right uh, that's how that happened in terms of this kind of success possibly that that would be how it happened but i hope that like we already have this amazing cast of women too because that's the right. other part. we have yeah. okoye we have nakia we have shuri and you just sit there and think, like, I've even been referring to my holy trinity as T'Challa, Okoye, and Nakia ever since the movie. Like, right. these people, the dynamic that, that they had together was so powerful that, like, if you just saw a Dora Milaje movie or TV show or something like that, we would turn up for that. And I think, right. in a way, it's, it just seems like a very natural thing that would happen, especially since it did also happen in the book. And right. why wouldn't the women come through? As it is, Wakanda shows us that while you do have a male in power, you have women running that place. You have right. the Queen Mother. You have the Dora Milaje, who seems to outrank the King's Guard, which is the men in purple. You know, like, right. that's already a place where it makes sense that women would take power and... um and do it in a way where you already have a storyline set up at the end of Black Panther that shows us, you know, Nakia is going to be heading the social element of the Wakanda outreach program. And Shuri is going to be handling the science and technology um, Part of aspect it, yep. of that. So, like, we already have a story that they've started to deliver us. Um, did you see what Ryan Coogler said? Did you see his article? Mm, no. That one fucked me up because he he said he didn't know. That um, so one of the things that people probably don't realize is that uh, Chadwick did not tell anybody in the industry uh, or maybe just very close special friends or whatever, uh, because any project that he was signed up for would have been terminated if they were afraid that he was going to die at any right. time. Right. They wouldn't have insured it, and they needed Chadwick to be tied to it for them to happen. Um, oh. And even Marvel, like they would have gone, they would have done something different um, because wow. of how 
big he was. So he made that choice to work as hard as he could, I am assuming, um, to get these movies done and live for as long as he could to get through them. And so nobody really did know. Because at first I was thinking, it's amazing that people kept it so t- close to their chest, including Marvel. And then it, and then I heard, oh yeah, no, actually nobody knew. And if they had known, none of he wouldn't have been doing the things that he right. was doing. So that's that's a close knit group. Yeah. So Ryan Coogler says he didn't know, and he was stunned, of course, to hear it. And then as he was just taking his couple of days to to try to process this news, he was thinking, this, this is probably where I'm. I'm going to get choked. I'm trying not to. But uh, he was saying he was imagining writing the words that were never going to come out of um, T'Challa's mouth, you know, Mm -hmm. that he's been spending the last two years writing uh, the screenplay for Black Panther 2. And and he's never going to get to see Chabot perform those words. And that one really fucked me up. Like just the idea of, of having so much wrapped up into Chadwick that is right. gone now because of it. And I know it's going to be a challenge and it's obviously not something they're going to want to, they're going to be too emotional to do right away. You know, I'm assuming. Cause the thing I thought of immediately after, after finding out that he died was that, you know, Marvel would never have, if Marvel knew he was dying, they would have never pushed his, their production date back so far. Right, like, right. Because they're not even going to be shooting it until the end of 2021. And then 2022 right. or 23 is when it's supposed to come out. But now it, it makes sense that they didn't actually know at all. And they were just doing whatever schedule they were doing. Um, but yeah, so Ryan Ryan's message messed me up. I haven't seen anything from Lupita yet, except for that her icon went black. And uh, I did see Denai's message. And I saw Michael B. Jordan's message and Angela Bassett's and Winston Duke. Um, I think Letitia just said, this hurts, but, um, like I couldn't even figure out how to process. Like I haven't even been able to write out what I really feel. And again, not a man I know in person, just I'm, I'm here in LA. I've, I've worked in things that have put me near people who, who worked with him. Uh, you know, I've met Nate Moore and, um, Camille friend and stuff like that, who worked on the film, uh, like I've been in circles that are associated with him, but I've never met him and I, and I don't know him, but I feel like I do and I'm super emotional about him. And, you know, it's easier when I'm talking to to somebody to not cry hysterically, but um, because I don't like to cry in front of people, but. um, You know, I I caught you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Caught me a couple of times. I've been trying not to. Um, you are okay. I'm, I'm I know it's fine to do it. I'm trying to get better about that. But like, I still like in the same way, like, you know, how we're programmed as children. It's just like, yep. Crying is this weakness. And I'm trying to, I've been actively trying to accept that it's okay to cry. Um, but it's tough. It, well, in this case, like it's different than like when my cat died or or something like that. Right. You right, know, it's like right. in this case, like I legit don't know this man in person, but I know so much about him and and that too. Like that kind of stuff is is weird. Um, but I just don't know where, and I don't even want to be thinking like that. I don't want to be thinking like, well, what are they gonna do with Black Panther? And yet I have thought about what they're gonna do. You know, like yeah, yeah. But it's hard to watch him speak as himself right now like going back and watching some of the things that uh, he's done over the right, last couple like of years. Cause he was like, 
Yeah, like you hear that message or you hear um, like the thing with the shop where where he talked about, mm-hmm. you know, being his availability, the way he made himself available and stuff like it feels so much more. There's like so much more weight to what he says, because, you know, that he knows. Yeah, yeah, you know, I see. yeah, I see what you're saying. And just he like is. the strength it takes to hold something like that back. Yeah, I mean, because you, you, you know how they were saying, like, I mean, he would go to like St. Jude, stuff like that. Like, and he, you know, like when he got emotional when he was talking about Black Panther and how those he talked to those two kids. kids yeah. yeah. And I'm like, he knew. How, he, yeah. Like, is it, is it that he is like, ah, you know what I mean? Like, it, it hit me because it was like, dude, he's talking about how it, how he feels as though bringing that to them. Like, he fought hard through his advert, you know, at, through at his situation to bring this to them, to give them joy because they, he knows what they're going through. Yeah. Not that he's just, oh, they're going through cancer. I got to do this for them. This yeah, is, what, you know like, what I mean? Yeah. It's like a different level, you know? And I think too, maybe even hearing from them how much they were holding on for this made him understand his weight in the legacy he was creating even more. And then on top of it, knowing that, I mean, I imagine to a degree, some of this work he was doing was for him too, you know, like I need to do this. So he has that one quote that you keep seeing posted around um, of when he, when he meets God at the end of his life, he wants to be able to say, I used everything you gave me, you know, I'm I'm an atheist. So like the God element doesn't affect me, but the idea of, that actively happening like in his right, mind right. he's thinking that when i die regardless of whether or not he's going to see a deity or not but when he dies he wants to know he gave everything and it feels like he did and i what i don't want to do here in talking about like the his strength and everything that he did to to do all this work while he mm-hmm. was um sick and dying i don't want to say that other people who are dealing with illnesses or disabilities should be held to that same standard. Right. He had the ability to do it, which would be a lot different than many people. My dad died of of pancreatic and, and colon cancer. And from the time that he found out to the time he died was like six months. Wow. I think by Christmas time, he was in a wheelchair by May, he was dead. So my dad would not have been an example of a person who could have really done some good work, you know, if he wasn't that's, a yeah, terrible yeah. person. Like my dad was a terrible person. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, but like if he yeah. if, if he was motivated that way, I doubt he would have been able to do that because the way it took him and was so, qu- yeah, so right. quickly and he deteriorated so much. And I wasn't even around him at that point. I had already said my my goodbyes years before that. But, you know, I've seen pictures, family has sent me things to try to make me feel guilty for not seeing my abuser wow. um, as he was dying and stuff like that. So, like, I know what he looked like. I, I And I also saw, um, also, Black people, can we stop taking pictures of people in caskets? I don't need to. No. I don't know why we do it, but I stumbled upon a photo of my father in his casket and I wasn't expecting it. And it was weird. But um, to see the toll that it took on somebody who used somebody. to be a like an image of such fear for me like mm-hmm. you know right, 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 right and to see him so frail and taken away like that also is at play in the way i feel 
about what it was like to to see Chadwick start to get so skinny. Like I didn't know why he right. was so skinny. We I mean we had talked about it and I know we had talked about, you know, cuz it was that whole um you know, Wakanda whatever, you mm-hmm. know that whole thing. Yeah, and yeah. it's like it's like we do need to stop prejudging people or yeah. putting our own thoughts on like, well, bruh, you signed up for this. You the know what I mean? The thing, too, is like in him losing all that weight and, and starting to look sickly, when Christian Bale does it, oh, he's doing it for a movie. Oh, yeah. When Matt Damon definitely. does it, oh, he's doing it for a movie. I never saw any posts thinking, oh, Chadwick Boseman is losing weight because he must be preparing for a movie. I saw, you know, he don't care about himself. He's not taking care of himself. Doesn't he understand his importance to us? You know, right, <laughs> stuff right, like right. that, Wakanda, whatever. Do, um, do you think that blackness plays a part in that, though? Like, do you think that because we're supposed to be tough at all times, do you think that that plays a little bit in it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like the the level of expectation that is put on black folks for in terms of resiliency right. and survival. Like I've been saying for a while now that I don't think it is a com- a compliment or a strength to say that we persevere through difficulty or that we're resilient or that we you know come through struggle. We survive or that we're survivalists. We shouldn't have to be, you know, right, 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 in a right. better world, we wouldn't have to persevere. We wouldn't have to work through atrocity or um, trials and tribulations. We could just be. And to think that, like, if me, you know, little old mixed girl Maine, who, you know, has 15,000 jobs and, um, you know, I take a day <laughs> off because I don't feel good. And someone's just like, you know, you got to have your hustle. We love your hustle. That's not helpful to me today. Mm-hmm. When I'm feeling exhausted, I don't need you to remind me about my hustle, you know, because, but that's expectation as right, right. You know, a black person, mixed black person uh, to persevere through a rough day. If that's happening to me, Right. And it's also happening to him. And he has resources, you know, like he has resources that I don't have. Then what hope do we have? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, what hope do we have to just like, can I have a bad day? Can Chadwick have a bad day? Like that kind of stuff. And I mean, I even remember during Wakanda, whatever, I was like, I can only imagine how exhausting it is that every time someone sees him, they want him to perform. Shit, mm-hmm. even Bruce Willis used to cuss out people when they'd be like, hey, John McClane, you know, like yeah, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would cuss people out for that. I get it. Like, you don't want to have to be on all the time. Right. It doesn't mean you have to be shitty. Like, mm-hmm. in the case of Bruce Willis, he's cussing <laughs> people out. In the case of Chadwick, like, you can imagine it was, it must have been nonstop. Yeah. It must have been so much that it it probably took the joy away a little bit, but also now that we know what he was going through during that time, could it have also been like, they're going to find out and, right. you know, and I'm not going to be able to live up to this legacy that they're, they're putting on me, you know, like I can imagine right. all the self doubt, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, I didn't just even the think hope about that, that he could stick around long enough to do to like solidify that legacy. Cause this could have been a one shot deal. You know what I'm saying? Like if he died too quickly or whatever. Right. Almost definitely. Like he, yeah. Like this should say that she just took a turn for the work. Like yeah. four years with state, like he was told he had stage 
four, right? Yeah. That shit. From what I is, understand, yeah. Yeah. That shit is hard, bro. Like, I mean, four years with it, you know? I mean, I have a cousin who lives in Australia who gets melanoma all the time because he lives in Australia. Mm-hmm. And he's always getting skin cancer cut out of his body all the time. It is so frequent for him that he doesn't trip, even though he'll text me and be like, yeah, I... I you know, had, had surgery to get rid of some skin cancer. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. And he's like, yeah, it's like my 20th time. Yeah, It's not like that for, for when you find out you have stage four, you, you are sitting with your head in the guillotine waiting for that motherfucker to come down. And you don't know when they're going to pull that string. Like that is what is he's experiencing. And the fact that he was able to do the work he did to, to have a relationship, to fall in love, to get married, like, he was still trying to live his life before he left, you know, mm-hmm. it's too much. And to go back to what you were saying at the beginning, in terms of like him being that black superhero for us, I want to say that even though we've both talked about the frustration of the first black dot, 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 like right. that was one of our early episodes of like, mm-hmm. we shouldn't be sitting in 2020 talking about the first black dot, dot, dot with reverence and excitement. Right. Cause as Ben should have done happen. Right. Right. Where T'Challa is concerned. I am so glad that we waited long enough for Chadwick to be able to be the guy that played him. Right. Like, I'm so glad they didn't try to make Black Panther in the 80s when they were making like it would have been like Eddie Murphy, you know, right? Like, <laughs> right. like, <laughs> like that kind of made me cry laugh for a second. But like, as much as I have loved Black Panther like my whole life and things like that, mm-hmm. I am just so grateful that somebody waited <laughs> until Chadwick was the person, uh, the person because he was our he person. Gave it to us in a way like I don't. I'm not saying it wouldn't have been great if somebody else did it. I'm sure there are other actors who could have done something with that role. But but I feel like we, if, when we say it that way, it's like you would say, there may have been other actors that could pulled it off. But that's not what... They couldn't have pulled off what he pulled exactly. off. His, exactly. His specific version of T'Challa and his... Specific, like the process of trying to balance empathy and rule, and you know, like mm-hmm. the you can see the weight when he's performing that character. So you want to get uh, out of here? Yeah, let's. You know, um, to say it was an honor. Yeah, like you said, I'm glad we were able to wait and have that person play that person for us yeah. you know what i mean so fuck he's our age dude yeah i keep I check yourself know. we gotta check ourselves you know what i mean we gotta yeah get, i mean you know, i've been getting colonoscopy since i've been 30 because my my dad you have to, right? yeah. yeah um once i got in that window yeah of of the age that he died he died at 38 i started getting him uh, i haven't gotten him in a few years though because of not having consistent insurance I'm certainly going to get myself set up for it again soon. Um, But yeah, like that's the other part of the health industry and and the way they treat black folks. We need to be advocates for our own health. 
If we speak to our doctors and they try to dismiss us, we request immediately that they put it in writing that they are dismissing us and why they are dismissing us and keep that as part of our own personal records in addition to asking it to be added to your medical records. Advocate for yourself because, I mean, I don't know if he could have caught it earlier, you know, like, or if it would have mattered if he could have, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, right. When it hits your colon or it hits pancreas, it is such a painful and difficult. Like it's a honestly, it's amazing that he lasted for as long as he did. Yeah. That disease is so violent. Um. It's a lot of but, surgeries and stuff. Yeah. It's amazing that he because what did they say? Like he'd been through like twenty one surgeries in between all of the films he was making or something. Right. Right. So goddamn, and the healing process and stuff, you know. Yes, like the toll that it must have been taking. Like, obviously, we could see it towards the end, but we didn't know what we were looking at, you know. Right, right. Um, But yeah, we can go ahead and um, wrap up on that note. Like, check yourself, get yourself screened, Mm -hmm. and fix our diets if we can. And right, because we're getting to that age. Like you and I are getting to that age where it's it's starting to be obvious that there's new things we need to keep an eye on and stuff like that. But yeah, he's just four days older than I am. We would have been sitting in the hospital at the same time if we were born, you know, right. days right apart from each yeah. other. So <sighs> yep. Yeah. All right, girl. All right. Agree the way you gotta agree. I got your back. Anybody say <laughs> something, I smack him in the mouth. Um, <laughs> or give him a stern talking to. A stern talking um, to. See, I got Jones. both sides. Yeah, I got both sides. I got the the white mom side or <laughs> the black dad side. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. You gotta do it. All right, All right really. Mommy made me mash my M and M's. Here we go. <laughs> Blurred Comics is a main hustle media podcast, co-hosted by Mixed Girl Maine and Blurred Vision, produced and edited by Charmaine Johnson. If you like our show, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Main Hustle Media. Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.